The Fed has held its key policy rate this morning, as expected, but it has signalled two fewer cuts next year. So the Fed sees the base for global interest rates remaining higher for longer. The US dollar rose, and so did short-term wholesale interest rates. That's coming up in our five things in five minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive interview, we talk with Michael Whitehead about what El Nino means for this region. This has been impacting cattle prices particularly for some months now. Every time there's a drought and every time there's an El Nino, farmers learn more and farmers learn more. In some ways, we don't have to look upon this as necessarily a bad thing because it's going to happen. And we learn more about livestock management, genetics, water efficiency, a lot of those things which are parts of agriculture. Number one, the US Federal Reserve has held its key policy rate this morning at a range of 5.25% to 5.5%. Now, that was as financial markets and economists had expected. But the Fed's so-called dot plot of what FOMC members forecasts for the economy, inflation and interest rates was saying is suggesting the Fed could hike one more time later this year. And then next year, it would only cut the Fed funds rate back to around 5%, which is two fewer cuts in 2024 than it suggested in its last dot plot. So the Fed sees the base for global interest rates remaining high, and possibly a bit higher, for longer. Number two, the initial market reaction in the first hour after the decision and just before Fed Chair Jerome Powell began his press conference was to push up shorter-term wholesale interest rates. The two-year Treasury yield rose seven basis points in the first hour to 5.12%. Now, that's near its previous highs from 2006. The US dollar also jumped about a third of a cent and then receded a bit. There really wasn't much movement on stock markets. The big thing to watch, though, is later in Asian morning trade, we'll see how the yen reacts. In international markets, it immediately fell to 148 yen after the Fed's decision and those forecasts. That 148 yen is near a new 33-year low. Markets are really wary about fresh intervention from Japanese authorities. We'll watch that later today. Number three, Britain's inflation rate unexpectedly fell in data out last night, which is complicating views about whether the Bank of England will hike again tonight, as most had previously expected. Inflation fell in August to 6.7% from 6.8% in July. Economists had expected it to rise to about 7%. So we saw expectations of a 25 basis point hike tonight to 5.5%. That was wound back in swaps markets to around 50% from 80% chance previously. That saw the pound drop about half a US cent before it rebounded to be flat at around $1.24 in Asian morning trade. British two-year gilt yields fell 14 basis points to 4.85%. Number four, New Zealand GDP figures are due out later today and are expected to show the economy there bounced out of a technical recession in the June quarter. ANZ senior economist in New Zealand, Miles Workman, is forecasting a 0.4% rise in the June quarter from the March quarter. That would produce 3% growth from a year ago. Miles says population growth is the key factor there, with the possibility actually of a 0.2% fall in per capita GDP growth in the June quarter. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand has forecast 0.5%, but it's seen remaining on hold 
as it's already hiked 525 basis points, and those hikes are still working their way through the New Zealand economy. Number five, Taiwan's policy rates, due out later today, seem unlikely to change. ANZ senior economist and team head, Bunzi Madhavani, sees signs that export demand, especially in the dominant electronics sector, is about to turn around for Taiwan. The biggest one we see a turnaround is in the semiconductor cycle itself. We are seeing some signs of stabilization come in there because sequentially the semiconductor sales are going up for five straight months now. And that's a really heartening sign for us to say that maybe the worst is past us. There are a few other indicators as well. So when we look at Taiwan's real exports, which strips out the effect of inflation, um, we're seeing that Taiwan's exports are contracting, but they're actually contracting at a slower pace every month. If this momentum is sustained through the rest of the year, we think that the electronics exports can actually go into the positive growth territory by the end of this year. Mamsi Madhavani there. Now it's time for our bonus deep dive interview. There's been big news in the world of weather this week. Australia's Bureau of Meteorology, which is known as BOM to its friends, formally declared that El Nino and a positive Indian Ocean Dipole event has begun. That means a significantly hotter and drier summer across Australia, Southeast Asia, and much of New Zealand. I talked to ANZ's Head of Food, Beverage, and Agri-Insight, Michael Whitehead, about how farmers had prepared and how it's affecting grain and beef prices. The announcement of an El Nino is not unexpected. There have been three great years in agriculture in Australia since the last drought, and everybody knew a another part of the cycle was coming. A lot of farmers have prepared for this already. We have seen destocking from sheep and cattle farmers, thinking things may be dry and they'd need to save their pasture and their water. So for farmers, this means they may continue to destock in those regions which are affected. Uh, And for grain farmers, it could mean some upward pressure on prices as a lot of feedlots, farmers and grain processors look to lock in grain going forward. How have we seen prices react on markets or or get ready for it? This has been impacting cattle prices particularly for some months now. Every time there's a drought and every time there's an El Nino, farmers learn more and farmers learn more. In some ways, we don't have to look upon this as necessarily a bad thing because it's going to happen. And we learn more about livestock management, genetics, water efficiency, a lot of those things which are parts of agriculture. So prices on livestock probably will start to or continue to go down for some time. And as we say, grain might see some upward pressure, but by and large, there is ample grain in the world right now with great forecasts for the Northern Hemisphere. So the impact on grain may not be too strong. And just beyond uh, farming, it looks like it's going to be very dry and hot and potentially there could be bushfires. How, how much of a factor is that to think about? Thinking about bushfires should be part of the thinking and the planning every single year. Yes, if there are more weeks where things stay hot for a while and there's a lot of dense undergrowth, and particularly with more people living in those areas which are bushfire prone, then the conditions may be heightened for some time. But every single year, everybody should be ready for these, and this year will be no exception. I see from a distance there's been some burn-offs around some of the cities as It's been quite wet through parts of Australia in the last year or so, so lots of growth, and then, of course, it dries off and catches fire. 
In terms of burn-offs, absolutely. Uh, green over the last year and growth in green does mean that uh, there's more undergrowth. Uh, there is more potential for that to dry out and to be susceptible to fire. Burning off is, as farmers know from right around Australia and New Zealand and many parts of the world, an essential part of getting ready for summer. And in those areas where more people are living today, it will become an essential part to make things uh, better prepared for a hot summer. ANZ's Head of Food, Beverage and Agri-Insights, Michael Whitehead there. I'm Berno Techie. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Thursday, September the 21st. Catch you tomorrow with a look at New Zealand's GDP numbers. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.